back to David Aldahel. I'm Kelly Gibson, and it's a breaking news kind of podcast day, so there's a lot to talk about today. And I'm Tracy Dietz, and I am so excited that the Caps won last night. I know this is not going to be released for a couple days, but the Caps are headed on. It's awesome. It's the first time in, I think, a pretty long time. Excited for Caps fans because they've suffered a little bit like the Cubs fans. Yeah, there's have. like losing streak well, juju. There's, the, there's like mythology there's the around Ovechkin it. curse. Ovechkin. I'm something. totally butchering his name. Ovechkin. Ovechkin yeah. curse. But yeah, let's hope this is the year. <laughs> Nothing like a big old trophy for our nation's capital. So yeah, we wanted to jump off in this podcast talking about all the news that came out starting last night around 6 or 7 o'clock about Attorney General Schneiderman in New York. So for those of you that have not read any news about Schneiderman, once again, it's everywhere. So I'm sure most people are caught up to speed about it. But he is the Attorney General in New York, which is the highest ranking law enforcement position in the state. And he is a progressive warrior. He's sued Harvey Weinstein. He sued Donald Trump. He just recently won an award from like the New York State Reproductive Health Association for being a champion of the Me Too movement. I mean, mother is super hypocritical because turns out he's abused the hell out of at least four women that he's dated in the last 10 years. But it seems to me that according to everything that's come out that he believed that all of these relationships were consensual. Well, so it's sort of fucked up. So there are some unique characteristics about this particular fall from grace. It happened. The women came out. They talked to The New Yorker. All of it was vetted. There was an article released. And shortly thereafter, Governor Cuomo called for the resignation of the attorney general, which is one of the first times that immediate action like that in the political hierarchy has happened the way it's going here. And then he released a statement that said, and I quote, while these allegations are unrelated to my professional conduct or the operations of my office, they will effectively prevent me from leading the office work at this critical time. I therefore resign my office effective at the close of business on May 8th, Because you can't beat women. So Nobody it's not, can. yeah, it's a, I'm getting the hell out of here because this is more trouble than it's worth kind of thing. But there was nothing about, I've done a bad thing here. And he says, I never engaged in non-consensual domestic violence, basically. But his girlfriends so, have a different story. So here's, so here's my thought on that. And we talked a little bit about this on a previous episode when we were talking about Governor Greitens. And I think that there are most certainly sexual proclivities that involve men striking women and, and women that probably welcome that. Not a lot. I'm just saying it, <laughs> it exists. But I get lost when you have hit a woman and she says, no more, like, don't touch me again. To think that that is okay, which even when you're role playing and in that kind of which is like, the where case is your here, safe word? none of Come it was on. consensual, according right. to the women on the record. So one of the women was named Manning Barish, and she says, and I quote, "I want to make it absolutely clear: this was under no circumstances a sex game gone wrong. This did not happen while we were having sex. I was fully dressed and remained that way. It was completely unexpected and shocking. I did not consent to physical assault." And what was the story? What was that story? So this woman, Manning Barish, it's it's also just like is fucking heartbreaking because he's an elected official. He's really fucking important. He's runs in the circles. It's New York. You know, he's in the kitchen cabinet of the governor and he dates these really impressive women. The two women on the record is this woman, Manning Barish, and then another woman whose last name is Salvertanam. Yes. She's a woman of color. Which is the woman he referred to or called his brown slave right. and said she needed to refer to herself as his property. So there's, there's the so much abuse here. So they start dating him. 
him, and he's, I guess, attractive according to them, although not my type. And he goes out, and they get really good feedback, and then something weird happens where he starts to control them. In the case of Manning Barish, she apparently had a tattoo on her wrist, and he suggested that it was inappropriate for somebody on the arm of an elected official, a politician, to have that. So she went and had it removed at his request, had laser tattoo removal. and so then she must have... Cared yeah, deeply wanted, for him. Well, it was pretty early on. Apparently, he had this real way of sort of getting women into a web and then starting to control them. And manipulate them. And, yeah, and this woman, Manning Barish, went back to him. And after he slapped her so hard across the face that she flew back onto the bed and stood up and he was right in her face and held her down and started choking her so hard she thought she was going to pass out. And then she got herself free and left and told a whole circle of her friends and her people, a former boyfriend, a whole bunch of women, that it had happened. And then he came in his driven car with a bunch of flowers and a case of wine and begged for her. For, and she went back As to him. As all abusers do. Yeah. So it really wasn't not sex. Good. At that point, it wasn't a sex game. It was... No, in fact... He was just a... In, he was a, a wife beater. Yeah. According to the women, it's beater. not... It wasn't sort of sexually, you know... Motivated. Yeah. And he's trying to make it out as if it were. Yeah. And that was just the games that they played. And he would say things to them like, you know, when they would try to fight back, he would say things like, you know, hitting an officer of the law is a felony. So like using his position, he would threaten their ability to... To do anything. Do anything back to him. Classic gaslighting. Yeah, it's crazy. And the question is, he's this... Maybe he's a fucking psychopath. Because on one hand, he's like he has to a champion for women. And th- this woman, Manning, said, you cannot be a champion of women when you are hitting them and choking them in bed and saying to them, you're a fucking whore. Yes. I agree. But I... I oh. When... I... I <clears throat> I don't know what I can say. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. I think that this guy is absolutely a scumbag. Yeah. I don't think what you just said is the defining characteristic of, I mean, there are people that it l- begs probably a question, like though. to be choked in bed or like to be spanked in bed. To me, that is very different than what this guy. I mean, the fact that he slapped somebody in the face or punched a woman in the face, that's no longer, I don't even know what that is. I mean, that's, it's, I do know what it is. It's abuse. Yes. It's physical abuse. You can't draw a line there. We, it's just not acceptable. Yeah, we talked a lot about how sort of like just years and years and decades and decades of cultural expectations sometimes points people's behaviors in a certain direction without making actual, thoughtful, conscious decisions. So to me, that speaks to this dichotomy of in your day job, you can champion women's rights, women's ability to be in control of their whole body. I mean, I read something about how he said when he received the award about championing women, he said it was about access to abortion and women being able to make choices with their own body. He said, if you can't make choices about the safety and the future of your own body, how are you equal after all? And this is when he's choking women without their approval of being choked. Also, I think Caleb told me last night that he was the one that passed some sort of crazy law about it, making it legal to choke women out during sex or something, and then he does it. I mean, Wait, the, he ma- made—whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. I don't, I don't have it pulled up here, but oh, yeah. If only there were Google. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, I mean, I wonder if he actually did that in an effort— to provide some validity for throw what he off was this, doing. Throw people off you know? the trail. I mean, think about it. So you, when you think about elected officials, they were fighting so hard against the gay marriage laws, and then they come out and then they're gay or they're meeting prostitutes that are of the same sex. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I mean, it's, it's a change in expectations, yeah, is fraught with people that can't come to grips with their own 
demons or their own realities or their own the things that they're most fearful of coming to grips with. And this guy should go to jail. Yeah. Should you know? And everything that he's done is punishable by mandatory the, jail time. What is the statute of limitations on this? So in well, this just happened this year. So. So the assaults happened this year or yeah. it just came out? Okay. Yeah. So in 2010, three years before he started dating Manning Barish, Schneiderman introduced the Strangulation Prevention Act as a state senator to address domestic violence issues. The bill would make strangulation into unconsciousness a violent felony and choking without causing unconsciousness or physical injury a lower-level felony. And even the intent to impede breathing without specifically choking would be a misdemeanor under the laws. Like, that was that guy's law. And it turns out, like, he's choked, like, four women. Yes. And that's just the four that have come out. It's so crazy. Yeah. I wonder, so <laughs> I'm going on Fox News tonight to talk about this. And part of the talking points they sent me was in 2013, Donald Trump sent out a tweet that the world is going to know Schneiderman's way worse than Weinstein and, I don't know, some other men who did some terrible stuff. So I was going to say Wait, people Trump in his knew? people in his inner circle must have had some inclination or some knowledge that he was a bad guy. And then whose fucking job is it to put their neck on the line to speak out against the state's right. top-ranking law enforcement officer? It's like a power play at its absolute most right. terrible awfulness. That's why you have to have strength in numbers. Yeah. It sucks, but you have to now. And these women said, it's torturous for me to do this. I like my life. I wish my name did not have to be in. I know it's going to be my word against his because I don't have photos of bruises and I don't have a police report. These women, as he was ramping up his progressive cred because he's one of Trump's biggest well, adversaries. Yeah, how do you know the police when you're right. fucking the attorney general? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. He just gets it thrown out. Yeah. And so... And probably causes more harm to you. Yeah. These women described seeing him in the news more and more advocating for something so hypocritical to what he stands for that they were like, can't I can't it. do it anymore. I get it. I can't I get do it, it anymore. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. But it doesn't seem like, and I don't know what it was leading up to yesterday and today now that it's like just flooding people's news feeds and Twitter feeds and news stories, but it does not seem like anybody is not believing them. No, it doesn't seem like that at all. So um, that's good. It's interesting. When I first started reading some of the nice, <laughs> it's a nice, that's a good pour. It's a nice pour. You know, uh, reading some of the nice. stories, I didn't realize who it was, and I, I immediately assumed it was a Republican. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, bad on yeah, me. But it turns out, like bad guys, they don't fall into partisan lines. But we were talking about Tracy and I a little bit before we recorded. We're talking about I was describing the similarity between Governor Greitens' case and this case, and Tracy pointed out that there aren't as many women who have come out in the case of Governor Greitens, and maybe it wasn't as habitual or something. It wasn't as routine. It wasn't like he's maybe not as bad a guy, although I beg to differ on that. But well, but he there, are, married. there are members of the GOP in Missouri that have called for him to resign, but national Republicans have come to his aid yeah. or have been like, it's not proven yet. I think when Senator Blunt was interviewed about whether or not he should resign, Senator Blunt's answer was he was voted in, the voters voted him in. And if but I they was didn't a woman— back Fahrenthold. They called for his resignation. Well, maybe it's the difference between a governor and a congressperson. Is was Fahrenheit Missouri? No, Fahrenheit he was Texas. Was, uh, yes, yeah, he was the really. So we're awful talking one. Missouri. Missouri is a backwards ass place. More so than Texas. God Texas, bless Texas. Yeah, Texas. no, Texas is like I think just based on its enormity and the immense is amount less, of it's a, almost a minority majority state. So you think I, Missouri's more backwards than Texas? Have you been to St. Uh, Louis? Yeah. 
No, so St. Louis and Kansas City, like most places, the urban centers. Right, are but that's mo- most and then of everything Missouri. In the, everything in between. Uh, well, I think that the numbers are no. there, but Republican voters in the middle of Missouri are fierce. I think that the part of the difference is Greitens was married. So I think there are just going to be fewer women as a whole because he was married and probably wasn't dating as much or having as many affairs. <laughs> this guy was not. He's not a polygamist. Maybe he is. Having affairs. Yeah. Not dating. This guy, Schneiderman, was single. And so he... Yeah, but I also think that it's much harder for women to come out when the abuser is being protected by powerful people. I think that's the story of abuse, that the abusers are, they're never held accountable. If there's no justice brought down, why would you put yourself out there like that? I mean, that was most certainly, that was most certainly the case with Clinton. Yeah, I mean, everybody defended him. I feel pretty confident that if what happened then happened now, it'd be very different. It would be different. Although I say that, and like we talk about all the time, our our sitting president is also a predator, and nobody seems to give a hoot about that. But he hasn't raped anybody, so let's just clarify that we know about. Yeah, he's forced himself, his hands in his mouth, onto women when they've not wanted kisses and fingers on their. Vaginas. Right. I don't think you compare compare Trump to Clinton. Well, who's worse? I mean, Clinton has raped women. Well, I was <laughs> like, talking about Monica Lewinsky. With the information that voters had when he was sitting in the Oval. Sure. I don't think but that— at the time, that was—yeah. Right. I mean, but whatever that was accusations after, that was after against the, Bill Clinton for rape have not been proven in a court of law. Right. Right. So I'm just and, saying that there is— And neither is, have the things with Donald Trump. Well, there's women on the—yeah. I'm just saying that yeah. if what happened in the Oval when Clinton was there happened today— I think it would be a different court of public opinion. Yeah. Although Donald Trump does not have to abide by the same standards. Why would you say that? Because he's— So you can't—the fucking the porn stars was consensual and legal. Right. So the four women that came out, the woman in the elevator that he kissed without consent, the woman on the airplane, he put his hands up her pants, and then there was another woman on the campaign trail that he forced to kiss on— but those women are all on the record. And then the grab you by the pussy, which I understand you don't think he ever grabbed anyone by the pussy. He was just trying to be a hard ass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess we'll never know. But Saying you can grab somebody by the pussy is not the same as forcibly shoving your penis in their vagina. Okay. They're not the same. It's true. Yeah. It's true what you so, say. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Schneiderman, I mean, is I think— Is a douche. Is a douche. Is He's a terrible he person. He's a bad guy, And for sure. he should resign and go away, and we should never hear from him again. Yeah. And also in the and he needs help. In the news, bad guy. Young Democratic operative who's no longer working in politics, Clay Johnson, oh. who I just wasn't in the game when he was in the game. So I never had occasion to work with that guy. But not a good guy. Why don't but you his talk name, about it, So his name's been circulated in the Democratic circles for a while, right? Yeah, I think if you're a bad guy, your name gets around. So I had a friend ask me the other day, did you guys know him? And did you know this was going on? And I didn't know him. And it was funny because they made the point of, why did no? was this just a well-known secret that nobody talked about? And I'm like, of course nobody <laughs> fucking talked about it until six months ago. Like, what do you mean? Was it a well-known secret? Yeah, it was a fucking secret because women didn't talk about shit till yeah. now. Because the culture on campaigns, they're run by right. men, and you have to be fun, and you have to stay up late, and you have to drink together, and you have to be game, and you have to roll with the punches. And so I explained that. Or you're not going to stay on the fucking campaign. To these gentlemen, and then they <laughs> said, thanks for woman-splaining them. So, you are welcome, gentlemen. That's exactly Anytime what I said. You, want. you are welcome. Yes. So what's interesting— <laughs> Woman-splaining is not a thing, by the way, gentlemen. Yeah. It's just conversation at that point. Right. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel sometimes we need to woman-splain things because sometimes men are really fucking dumb. Right. The difference between anyway. mansplaining and explaining is doing it in a patronizing way. Uh, so like I, was, just, I was actually doing it in a patronizing <laughs> way because the fact that they're like, I don't understand why nobody said anything. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway. So what makes this very interesting, and Kelly and I talked about this many episodes ago, is when something comes out about somebody, just apologize, say you're sorry, say you're a shitbag and that you fucked up and you're terrible and move on and Mm -hmm. go do something else. That's exactly what this guy did in this article. He actually came out and was like, I suck. I was horrible to everybody. I was terrible to men. I was terrible to women. I was a douchebag. Sexually inappropriate? Did he call out his own sexual inappropriateness? He said he was inappropriate. He did not admit that he assaulted anyone. He said that he did not. In fact, uh, he says, I did not insult anyone, which is different from the women on the record. But he also says he sees how his actions could have caused someone pain and that he apologizes greatly for any harm that he caused to them. So he apologized and you and I both agreed that that would was awesome and that's what men should do. Yeah. And now that he did it, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't so I, think I don't the, care. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. I think the you difference are awful. is this guy is yeah. this guy is terrible. The things that he said, so he said to the woman that he allegedly assaulted, which when you read the story of what happened, he clearly fucking assaulted her on the Dean campaign in his apartments as she was sleeping on the pullout sofa. Yeah, he kissed me, he pushed my legs, he pinned me on the bed. I'm saying, no, I'm saying, stop, I'm saying, don't do it. And he's trying to have sex with her. I mean, that is assault, my friends. Yes, it was terrible. So he and Sarah Schacht, which I'm probably destroying her last name. No, it feels right. Was at the Personal Democracy Forum conference in New York, and he walks up to a group of CEOs, introduces her as Sarah Schacht, that she's engaged to, I don't know, he makes up a name of somebody, and she has herpes. And she's horrified. It's sexual humiliation, right? Yes, sexual humiliation. She's horrified. She talks to everybody for a second and then leaves. And then says to a friend of hers later that was standing right there when all of that happened, why did you just let that happen? That was horrible. And her friend said he had spent the past 10 minutes calling me a child molester. And I just assumed his comment was complimentary, and that meant you were one of us. You were cool, and we could say anything in front of you, and you were one of the team. Like the child just molester the was a joke, or the guy's actually a child molester. No, he was joking. He was just—that's <sighs> the thing. So Clay Johnson was horrible to everybody, everybody, not just women, also horrible to men, and made like inappropriate yes. jokes about people's sexual and criminal behavior yes. in a group to like be the guy that says something crazy that everyone laughs yes. at and Terrible. it's a thing. Yeah. Like but not a good my guy. My point on bringing that up is her friend said I thought that just meant you were one of the guys. And we spend our entire careers in politics trying to be one of the guys. We want to fit in. We want to be the one that everybody wants to hang out with and at the end of the day we can get some deals done and good I things would happen be and lost. I would be without reaction, I feel, if somebody said about me to a group that I had herpes. Yeah. I would like, just look at him and say, well, I got it from you. What? <laughs> and he's got a small penis. <laughs> yes. Because that's the only thing you could say in that situation. Right. I think I would not do that. I think I would say, you gotta what do that. the fuck is happening in your life that you think that that is a funny joke? Yeah. I mean, I would go way into the bitch column. It's I would be the one that would then, not be but, the one that did hang. I would not make the joke. Here's where... I don't disagree that you shouldn't do that because men probably need to be slapped more in situations like that. But that right there then makes you the overly dramatic, crazy lady that— It's fucking herpes, though. It's like that shit's defamation. You could sue him for it. 
I mean, I don't really know. I'm not a lawyer. I feel like you can't just go around spreading rumors about somebody that has, like, actual tangible consequences. So I think that he said it in a way that everybody knew he didn't really— Mean it? Right. Weird. I know. That is also something very weird for me to imagine. It's also— weird to introduce somebody as this is Tracy she'll do anything for a dollar and likes it rough yeah so those things are just never okay good don't sexually humiliate women dude. I know it's so crazy and he did say when the reporter brought up that night on the air mattress he said quote it's not a recollection that would involve the word assault that said it doesn't really matter what matters is that she has pain over this encounter and I have caused her that pain but it does fucking matter turns out it's like clay. It matters. Right. It's the difference between a joke gone wrong and physical assault. And right. so, of which she could, right, you I don't know what that, yeah, like the his, Dean campaign like, was a long time ago. Maybe she couldn't press charges now. But if it's something that once upon a time you could do jail time for, it's a little past, I caused her pain. Right. You know? I mean, that's attempted rape. It's crazy. It's crazy. Right. And he could say, I'm drunk. And, and he was clearly, even according to her, was extremely drunk. So he was stumbling around. It, yeah. He couldn't find the wall. Like he Interestingly was, enough, one of the women quoted in this article, it's a Huffington Post article, is vice president of the Campaign Workers Guild, which is Democrats are trying to organize their I campaign love that. workers. Yes. And please organize all your well, campaign workers. Well, this is one of the great benefits of organizing. That was that there's a place I, to take a that. complaint to. Yeah. That, that like when good. you work on a campaign, if it's the manager that's assaulting you and the manager has the ear of the candidate more than anyone else, there's literally no one to talk to. I mean, maybe you could take it to one of the consultants on the team, but the consultants on the team are almost always old men. This is why so there who the fuck be, are you supposed to talk to? This is to? why there should be more women campaign managers. For sure. Like Kellyanne Conway. But... <laughs> please. But in lieu of that, having an institution that can help you is really good. So this woman, Meg Riley, who's the vice president of the campaign union, said, we just pass creeps from campaign to campaign. The excuse becomes, we'll deal with this once the candidate gets elected. People tell themselves that if they're working for the candidate who's really fantastic, who opposes sexism and racism, then everyone on that campaign is immune from committing the same sins, which is so fucking true. It's like, dude, nobody fuck it up. If we have scandal on the staff, the scandal will rise to the level of the candidate. It'll get written up about. And if he doesn't make it to the primary, it's on us. Right. And it is awful. It's entrapment. Well, campaigns are just a shit show. Terrible. I mean, they can really be terrible. Right. Yeah. And you have a bunch of young people all staying in the same apartment. Sleeping in, yeah, in campaign housing. Like the fact that she had to sleep on his couch or pull out sofa or or whatever. Because she wasn't making enough money to get her own fucking housing. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. So fuck you, Clay Johnson. How about— We're just saying fuck everybody today. (laughs) Well, so far, everybody deserves getting fucked. Not really. Yeah. Crazy shit people say. Jason Eats, this is on your team. Go for it. I almost want to play this. Like, I wish I I could It's awful. We can't, no. We can't experience that. It's so bad. We're totally going to, we're going to post this on the website because we have to. On Facebook. So Don Blankenship is running for. uh, Senator. Senate. U.S. Senate in West Virginia. And there's a primary today. And he comes out in the ad and says, this is going to be hard for me to read this. The establishment has given millions of our jobs to China people and left many West Virginia people to fend for themselves. Last week, he actually described the reason that he used the term China person. And he says, I'm an American person. I don't see this insinuation by the press that there's something racist about saying a China person. (laughs) They seem not to realize that China 
is a country, <laughs> not a race. He's this guy so awful. Even Donald Trump came out and tweeted, "West Virginians." Don't elect Blankenship. Okay, but I got to not defend Donald Trump on this one because he came out to say don't elect him because he's not electable in November. Right. Not that this guy no, is no, a no, that's fucktard. Even Donald Trump, who has no standards. And like Literally, Donald Trump came out in support of Roy Moore. I'm just saying that this guy is so bad. But that so was only bad. because Luther Strange couldn't win. He's not supporting this guy because this guy can't win in November. The sad thing is, is this guy probably could win in November. That's exactly the guy that could win in November. No, I mean, it just, yeah, it just means that the anyway. Democrats hold the seat. Joe Manchin has the seat. He's essentially a Republican. And so, like, everyone right. is pretty okay with that. I want to know why he calls Mitch McConnell cocaine okay, Mitch. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and also, he's holding two little girls at the end of the video and it looks like he's kidnapped them. It's like they have like the look of fear on their face and they're not smiling and they're dressed the same in weird little girl outfits and you're just like who are the girls? Are they his girls? And he looks pretty old to have those girls? The whole thing. I'm sure they're his grandkids. And I make television commercials for a living and it is the most poorly made television commercial I have ever Scene. So he's very upset now. He said that the establishment politicians are getting desperate and hostile, and they're calling him a bigot, a moron, a despicable character, and mentally ill. And all I want to say is, if you're using the term China, China person. person, you are probably those things. Also, he I talked know. about Mitch McConnell's China family in the ad. Did you so see that? So His he's China married family. to a lucky child. <laughs> and the China family gave him millions of dollars. You're just like... What's what? happening? Like he it's just, awful. he's he's like it's a missing. real it's he's, a real day for West Virginia Republicans. I I, Congratulations! I, I, yeah, I feel like West Virginia deserves better. West Virginia, you deserve <laughs> better. So just when you go to the polls, today, Joe you're not going to hear this till Friday. <laughs> if that guy wins, man, when this comes out, fuck all. Yeah, something is going to be. It'll make me feel better about the blue wave if this guy wins. The Republicans will have lost their ability to have any sort of standards, which means— I don't know that that's true. I mean, if this guy wins, you're fucked because people love this No, shit. no, they don't. They, they do not. They do not love it. They do not. They did. Roy Moore. <sighs> yeah, but, like, the difference is this guy really seems mentally unsound. Roy Moore was a pedophile. He's psycho. But he could put a sentence together and was able to, like, connect reality to fiction, except for having sex with little girls. But this guy does not seem to be living on the earth that you and I walk, Tracy Dietz. Yeah. He also spent a year in prison because he he, he blew up a coal mine that killed killed 27 people. people. Yeah. Yeah. So, no good. It's bad. Let's talk about something happy. This past weekend in California was the United State of Women, which is very progressive. It's it's not really a super partisan thing to talk about. But Michelle Obama gave the keynote, and she is very impressed. Whether or not you like their politics, she's always super stylish, and she— um, Why should style matter? It's pleasant to look at. It's the thing I love most about Melania. Oh, my God. Why should we be pleasant to look at? Why is that a thing we have to do? Come on. No. We, we don't have to do I it. No. It's, no. We it's, sh- it's all about our brains. Right. She's also wicked smart. She is wicked yeah. smart. But I think that I'm allowed to comment up liking people's style. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Six episodes ago, you yelled at me for talking about somebody's appearance. Like, you can't talk about somebody's appearance. In a boardroom where you're trying to get work, you shouldn't talk about somebody's appearance. Somebody that puts themselves She was on the... stage. Right. So I'm not trying famous, to get work from Michelle Obama. Wait, so if you're famous, it's okay that we can then talk about your appearance? Your I just style? Yes. I don't know. I, just... I think I could talk about anybody's style. I think there's a difference between... Your ass looks good, and I really like your dress. 
when it's a woman to a woman not trying to get work. Okay, so women can comment on other women. Yeah. But men can't comment on women. It's always, there always seems to be. Oh, no, see, then we're not equal. If men can't comment on us, we're not equal. That is crazy. It's not crazy. It's It's not. It is crazy. I don't know. I'm not good at that. Listen, I am, I think what Michelle Obama said was awesome. So I'm most certainly not, but I think we should focus on what she said. Okay, let's focus on what she said. Not on how pretty she is and how nicer style is. Tracy hates talking about how pretty people are. Which is good because um, she is pretty and she does have great style. <laughs> oh, and also great she's, arms. But. Tracy's having a stroke right here <laughs> in the podcast studio. She said, I wish that girls could fail as bad as men do and be okay because let me tell you, watching men fail up, it is frustrating to see a lot of men blow it and win. And I tend to agree with her. I think women have to be really careful and make really calculated decisions in a professional capacity about the outcomes of decisions. Because if you make the wrong call and it has some bad outcome, the consequence is more significant than if a man does the same thing. That's the benefit of the doubt thing. It's the trust and understanding. It's the being given a second chance thing. Men get all that more than women. So I only have the experience from a woman's perspective. I have made some terrible decisions, a lot, and I don't feel like I have I've had it any harder than my husband. Pull the camera back a little bit. Look at a more macro reality. When you compare men's paths and women's paths, men are riskier, and what makes you think they're riskier? It's because the consequences aren't as significant. You think men are riskier because their consequences aren't as significant? I do. You're going to have to give me an example. Well, I mean, you could talk about the presidential election, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. So she had an email server that was never hacked. And there can be opinions about whether or not you thought that there were malintent behind her having an email server. But the FBI did an investigation and didn't discover there was any illegal activity. But that risk, that bad decision is part of the reason she didn't win. Donald Trump has made universities have gone out of business. His stake went out of business. His airline went out of business. He had sex with porn stars. There's all the Russia stuff, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, lots of failure, no consequence. So I don't think you can compare Why not? both of those. Because Trump was an entirely different candidate than Hillary Clinton. So I don't think you can blame her loss on the servers. I don't think you can blame her loss on emails. What do you blame her loss on? She was the worst fucking candidate Why? in the history. She was terrible. How? Give me an example. She never once said definitively why she was running for president. Oh, it was, I'm with did. her. No, like, it was of never. It was always about I'm her. Stuff, no, it she was about education and health care. I mean, we're not going to talk about, we can use a different example, but all the examples that Michelle Obama was talking about were political. No, but this is, actually, yeah. this is actually a perfect example because Hillary Clinton, despite the fact she was the worst candidate we've ever had. Which is subjective. Was the most qualified candidate we've mm-hmm. ever had. Absolutely. Hands down, more qualified than anybody else that's ever run for that office, I believe, mm-hmm. personally. Terrible fucking candidate. But her terrible candidate is all— So I don't think that you all... can blame—but I don't think you can blame her, her gender? loss on her gender. Really? Yeah. You and I have come back at this. We talked about this last week. 60% of Americans don't want to elect a woman to the White House, and you still don't think we can blame her loss on her gender. But that was 60%, 60% of Republicans. Republicans. It was like 35% of—yeah. I think that— so Which Republicans you know, weren't going to vote for her anyway. Michelle Obama also said, we need to do more than just having a seat at the table. We need to be willing to take risk. She said, when the most qualified person running was a woman, and look what we did instead. I mean, that says something about where we are. If we as women are still suspicious of one another, if we still have this crazy, crazy bar that we don't have for men if we're not comfortable with the notion that a woman could be our president compared to what? 
So that I agree with. And that's a lot. I think women hold women to different standards than men. We talk about that all the time. And a lot of that. So if you're held to a much higher standard, why would you take a risk and fail? But the only way we change that is for us to stop being. For sure. Like, I think that's the moral of her story. Right. But if you feel like you're held to a higher bar, why would you take a risk that could result in failure? Instead of taking the super safe route where you're going to succeed, the outcome could be Oh, my God, grow a fucking vagina well, and go take a goddamn risk. But what if— Like, if, we're going to— Again, here, we're screaming about how we're so fucking equal to men, but we're not willing to take a risk because we might fail and the consequences might suck. Come on. The consequences Come might on. mean you lose your seat at the table, and uh, then it's all the men still. Yeah, but then there'll be another table. Go oh, find another fucking Fuck you. Fucking Why do you table? have to work? Why do we have to work 14 times as hard just because we have vaginas? What makes you think that men don't work hard? Like I, you're, you're making it out like it's one thing or the other. I think because, they're, because they're held to a lower standard than women, that they can no, take risks. No, but you're risk. saying that, that women are holding women to a higher standard, not that men are holding women to a higher right. standard. I think that so, also so men hold here, women to a higher standard. Okay, except at the polys a month ago when all the women were losing their shit over the MC on that one night— because she did not have her shit together. All the women were talking about how it was ridiculous that she didn't show up and have her shit together. And all the men were like, oh, she was funny. They I weren't think, holding her to a higher standard. We were fucking destroying her I because think she wasn't better prepared she, and wasn't— Because she was not respectful to the women that were getting the awards that she was in. So she was only disrespectful. So she, no, she was disrespectful to everybody. Okay. It's just women feel it more because— we have always had a harder time getting to the award stage, getting the award, putting herself at the table, but getting not this the promotion. Year. The Democratic women crushed it. Right. The Republican women got three out of 17. We did, and that will not be the case I'm next just, year. I think you're disagreeing with me just for the sake of disagreeing at this point. Because I think not. if you I just, and I like, took this, this down, down a couple re- like this, notches, you would agree that it's harder thing. to be a woman in this town than it is to be a man. Oh, fuck no. No, it's not. You don't no, think it's harder to be a woman in this no. town than it is to be a man? You think that women get just as far as men doing the exact same work, that they're all given the exact same opportunity coming out of a meeting. They get the exact same promoted. Jen Harrington sat here last week and told us that she didn't get two jobs as chiefs of staff because she was a woman. And look at where she is now. Right. She's I'm in just a far better place. It's fucking harder, Tracy Dietz. It's harder to be a woman in this business than it is to be a man. I struggle to say that because I think I'm fucking equal. To you are one I just, human. I wanna, right. There are tons men, of women, women that aren't on your journey. But, but if we don't assume that we're equal and that we can do the same things, we're never going to get fucking ahead. You, to assume we that, have to, to walk into meetings. Equal. Assume that we're equal. We ass- have to. We have to fight like we're equal. We have to walk right. like we're equal. Fight like we're equal. Those words do not match each other. If you're equal, what the fuck are you fighting for? You don't think men walk into meetings and fight for business? I think that they approach a different set of obstacles than women do. That women they walk into a meeting and assume they're on equal footing with the men then they will underperform every time because you have to calculate the dynamics of a room differently based on how you're being perceived, what people think you're going to do, what they expect you to do. And a lot of that decision is based on your gender. And to walk into a room and assume that you're equal with your counterparts in that room means you're never going to you're never going to succeed. I don't think that's true. And I think that you saying because it's been equal and good for you, that is the same experience every other woman's had. No, I don't think that's the case at all. I'm just saying if we sit back and assume that we're not equal and we're going to be treated poorly every time we walk into a meeting, we're never going to get ahead. We're just going to always assume that we're going to be treated a different way. Right, but if And you... I absolutely have gone into meetings where I have been treated like shit. I had a guy interrupt me three times yesterday when I was trying to explain something. I finally just sat back, put my hands in my lap, and looked at my business partner who was male. It was like, now this is your problem. Like, <laughs> so in that case, I'm, you were not equal because you were a woman yesterday. 
That is correct. Okay. And that's fine. And you know what? I will be more successful because of that. What? Uh, how? Because I will work harder. Right. And I don't need that dude. You just met, you're proving my point. You will work harder because you're a woman, and sometimes you don't get the same respect in the room because you're a woman. So you will work harder than the men. I mean, that is the point you just came away with, which is so, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm sorry. I, was, I didn't clarify. I didn't mean I would work harder than my partner. No, no. The dude that was the dick to you. Right. Yeah. I, I just don't need him. Right. I, I will move on. There's other business. So there are some women who will need that guy. Not like that guy, whoever exactly that guy is, but like that guy, you know, like quotes, that will have to figure out how to navigate a relationship with a man who does not want to listen to her because she's a woman. And then if you know that going into a professional interaction, you're much more likely to succeed versus walking in there and just assuming that you're on equal footing with all of them. And you don't figure out how to navigate to put yourself first, to get your own self So here's the thing. There was nothing I could do to navigate that situation. Nothing. The only thing I could do from that situation is walk away. So I was not at your meeting, but what I'm saying, if there's a woman that works directly with that man, what, she quits her job? If there's no way to navigate with a dude like that, you quit your job, you never get a promotion, that person just doesn't like to work with women. So like, so that's just life. But we have an opportunity to change life, to change culture, to change sure. expectations. Sure. And sometimes women have to work harder because they're women. Right. But the way we change that is helping the women that are in those situations find better outlets. Because the men aren't going to change. Well, I think that I have, once again, no idea. Maybe that man runs a one-man shop. I don't know. But I think there are always ways to make it so your gender is less a part of the decision than what you can do and how hard you work and what you'll. But you just have to be ready to take that fight on. So how do we make our gender not part of the conversation if there are certain men that are just going to be certain men? They just don't want to deal with women. What do you do to change that? What do we do to make men not sexist and misogynist? Well, we, you and I have talked about that a lot. And you say yourself, get more women hired. So, like, if that person works in an organization and a position comes open, you try to get a woman in there. Or you try to see, like, who else is on his team or who else you can bring from your team to that. That can right. vouch for you. So, in that case, if Matt had said, you know, like, explained, got through that moment, and then the next question, Matt was like, you know, Tracy's really the one that knows this best. And he cut you off again. I mean, doing that dance by having a validator in your male business partner is another way to do it. But there's just strategy involved to it. There's just strategy. So... I mean, I understand so it's really this, frustrating. So in, this, per- in this particular situation, it was easier to just walk away. For sure. Because it wasn't one of those meetings that was critical. Sure. To, but I don't think that you can pass laws to fix this problem. I mean, there's already protected classes. Like, women are a protected class. There's no Which law. Which allows you to, like, sue people and shit, right? Like, if somebody... Well, I mean, it's, you know. you're technically not supposed to not hire people based on oh, the fact yeah, that yeah, they're yeah. women. Yeah. But you can't... Sexist and misogynist, we're not going to change their mentality. No, we can't pass laws, so but we, we can elect f- more women. Absolutely. We can get course, more women on. We can on. have more women campaign managers. We can have more women CEOs. We can have more women at the and, at and the heads of everything. And if women have the seat at the table, like Michelle Obama said, and take a risk instead of just holding on to it. Yes, but that's my point. That goes back to my entire point is that blaming men for all of our problems and saying men don't have to deal with this and men don't is it doesn't fix it the only way we fix it is for us to fight harder to work harder to take more risk to bring more women to the table like that's the only way we change it i think that there is some truth in both of our perspectives as usual i do think if there is a chance to cut a misogynist down in public we should do it that is a good Thing. And you think- had the benefit of walking away. Imagine if you were a young woman who needed the job 
And the only way to deal with the job is to take that day after day after day after day after day. That sucks. And she's going to learn. She's going to sharpen her elbows like we talked about. And she's going to learn how to, like, use all her tricks to get heard and all this stuff. But wouldn't it be great in a world that we didn't have to do that? Where, like, you didn't have to deal with a misogynist to get a paycheck. Yes. And so I think that everybody just keeps figuring that out. But understanding, agreeing, which I think we have gotten to agreement, that it's not the same treatment for both genders all the time in this business or probably any, any business. I can't on, really think on both, one that there in is. In both directions. T- that there is thoughtfulness around dealing with that, that discrepancy. That is true. That is true. Lord D, we just yelled at each other. That was hardly yelling. Oh, friends. Are you okay? I'm, I'm great. I, that was fine. Just wrap that it up. Fun. Let's wrap it up. That was good. Yeah. How do you guys feel? How did the listeners <laughs> feel right now? Are you emotional? Team you Kelly. Upset? Team Kelly. Come on. You know it. Yeah, fuck that. You know your team, Tracy, because you know we're fucking equal. God damn it. Oh, my God, Tracy. Fucking equal. Take some risk. And let's go, crazy. bitches. Thank you guys for sticking with us today. Oh, my God. This is, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks so much for listening. We had lots of fun. Fun, sure. It was fun. Fun. Ha, fun. fun. Listen and subscribe to Tame It All the Hell on Apple Podcast, <laughs> Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks. I'll see you next week. Uh,